I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. It's Dave here, and I want to welcome you back to part two of this Two Old Bloggers episode with myself and Justin Day from Purple and Gold for Days filling in for Darren. On today's episode, the second part of One Down, One to Go, we have a lot to cover. We open up by learning what Texas funk is before getting into the potential extension for Justin Jefferson. Hey, folks, that's a little bit of, you know, fine beverage prior to getting into the prime rib of the meal, so to speak. We will also learn about what that extension for Jefferson will mean to the Vikings offense and to the team as a whole. We'll also be talking about the NFC North and what to expect from each team this season. And of course, we'll be sharing the latest news and updates from around Vikings land. So sit back, relax, and let's dive into part two of this episode of Vikings First and Skull presents This Week in Vikings Land with Darren and Dave, your two old bloggers. The question on the table, Dave, what you drinking? We always, we for, you know, normally I'm in the chat and I'm asking, so I forgot. What are you drinking, Dave? Still Austin which is distilled and down here in Austin, Texas, thus the name. This is the Artist Series. It is their straight rye whiskey. It is a, uh, what's the proof on this baby? 
99.6 proof. <laughs> and it is delicious. 99.6. Body temperature, as they say. <laughs> yeah. Now, people ask me last week, what's Texas funk? I always say I love whiskeys with Texas funk. And this has Texas funk as well. Well, Texas funk comes from the aging process. Because whiskeys brewed here, and any good whiskeys, bourbons or whiskeys are generally are distilled using uh, lime water that comes through limestone, and we have a bunch of it here in Texas. They have a bunch of it in Kentucky and Tennessee. That's why that's your traditional best spots. But we have that too. But one of the part of the funk is uh, they try to use ingredients that are grown locally, whether it be right. rye, whether it be corn, what type of corn, and they're trying to get away from the yellow uh, typical yellow corn, the type of wheat, whatever they're using in their mash bills, they try to do locally. You get the local flavor of the ground that way. But the funk, a lot of the funk comes from the weather down here and the aging of the bourbon or the rye, the whiskeys in the barrel. Now, a bourbon in particular requires to go into a fresh American oak barrel. That's by regulation. It has to be American oak barrel. Brand new, virgin oak. They char it. They burn out the insides. That's what gives you your caramel color. And uh, they pour the whiskey in. And then it's got to mature a minimum two years to be a bourbon. Well, <clears throat> a lot of them go two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, however many. Right, And people think, oh, man, that's a 24-year-old, and it may not taste as good. Well, here in Texas, the whiskey ages faster in the barrel because of the temperature ranges that we go through and the heat and everything else, and it absorbs into the wood grater because we're hotter. We're hotter in the summer, right? And then it keeps aging because it only stops aging in about 40 degrees. It keeps aging almost all year round. Whereas in Kentucky, in the when they store the barrels in the barrel houses, they'll age during the summer, and then when it hits winter time, and they stop and they rest, right? And the whiskey comes back out of the wood, and it's a and it's a different type of aging process. The bottle of whiskey I bought, Tyler, which you'll see tomorrow night, was aged in Minnesota, which is a little bit different. But it's all because of that aging process here. We tend to get more of the wood because it's more concentrate. And it, and it, we call it the funk. You can taste it. It's different than a Kentucky bourbon. A Texas bourbon has a different flavor to it. And I like it. That's what a Texas funk is. And that's what they call it. It's just different. And it's good. One of these days, I'll have to try a Texas. I don't uh -huh. have access to those up here. And oh, for the record, for those asking, I'm just sipping on a Coors Light. You know, yeah. I don't have any great stories like Dave just did about the Coors Light drinker. But at the end of the day, y'all came for the Vikings. But great, thank you for that whole breakdown. I, you know, I just go to the liquor store and buy some. I don't know about all these aging processes. And I how bet you've got some Texas whiskeys up there that you can get. I'll, I'll have, have to look. look. Total wine and more. If not, Tyler can hook you up. I'm sure, I know yeah, he I'll knows what to look. Yes. Now, 
back to the show. Real quick, real quick. So anyway, thank you, everybody, for joining us. If you haven't already done so, hit that like button. I believe we got almost 50 people in here, and I think there's only 25 likes. Hit that like button. That helps the channel. It helps push the episode out both during the lives and afterwards and helps grow the community. And if you haven't already subscribed to Vikings First and Scold on the YouTube page, what are you waiting for? Hit that sub button. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, if you haven't subscribed to me on Purple and Gold for Days, hit the sub button over there, too, if you all don't mind. But in all seriousness, theme next, where are we at, Davey? Justin Jefferson, is he next to get the extension? Right? We started the show with, we got our roster together. Everything was cool. We got TJ's extension made, popped out of the nowhere, right? Suddenly they announced it at their press conference, surprised everybody. Mm -hmm. This is one difference between Quasey and Spielman. Spielman, there was sort of a run-up, and we'd know about it ahead of time. This time it was, hey, we're having a presser. Oh, by the way, we just uh, signed TJ Hawkinson. Are we (laughs) going to get a, oh, by the way, Justin Jefferson just signed. We'll have him on later this afternoon. Right? I don't think so. I think think that one's going to get leaked a day or two before (laughs) it's official. I don't think that they're going to be able to keep that one under wraps, but I get your point. Now, obviously, JJ has been... The Vikings star wide receiver. He is the best wide receiver in the NFL. Anybody that tells you otherwise is full of smoke, right? Now, there's some arguments, but they're full of smoke. Anyways, he set records for the first year, three years he's been in the league. He's going to continue to set records as long as he's healthy while he's in the league. No matter who the, the, his quarterback is, he's going to do that. Hey, Drewster. So, there's a concerted effort to get him signed prior to this season. This is the first time he's eligible to do that. There's a concerted effort to do that. And the Vikings have even told us, we want to get him signed. Whether it be Quasi, whether it be KOC, or even Mark Wilf saying, no, we want to sign him. So, what are we talking about when we sign him? Negotiations between the two sides have been ongoing. All the reports have indicated, and they've been positive and they've been productive. The Vikings desire to extend him, yes. Now, um, and that's understandable given who he is and his incredible production and his numbers of receptions and how many yards and everything else. And uh, hey, Stephen. Good morning over there. Yeah, really. And, good morning. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's Monday in Australia. Yeah. And good morning. And so, you know, the Vikings want him. He wants to be here. But I think he also wants to be the highest paid non-quarterback in the league. And so, him being part of a our offense is vital because he accounts for a league-leading 37.5% of the team's receiving yards. That's almost 40%. That's damn. That. I mean, That's the Randy almost, ratio. Yeah, I was about to say, it harkens back to the Randy ratio. And that was just fortunate the ball, you know, with Randy. Uh, because when Randy caught the ball, we were successful. That made sense. You know, and the meathead got that right. So, 37.5% on one player? 
Not being a quarterback, that's amazing. Of course you want him. But what's the price tag? Highest paid wide receiver is Tyreek Hill, who averages per year APY of $30 million. But like I said, J.J. doesn't want 30. He wants to be the highest non-QB player. Well, can we expect him to get at least 30? Oh, yeah. 30 is the basement. Bottom. Now, remember, I want you to keep in mind, everybody. T.J. Hawkinson, I told you, has 7.34% of the cap pie at 17.125 APY. Double that gets you 34 and a quarter. And that would put you at roughly 15% of the cap of that pie. Is J.J. worth 15% when he's generating 37.5% of the offense? Yes. In a word, yes. It's not even close. (laughs) I think so. I think you paid a man. Now, like I said, he wants to be the highest non-QB paid. Now, who is higher as a higher non-QB? Right now, you have Aaron Donald, interior defensive lineman, who's making 31 point. Two-thirds, 6666666667 APY. So, to be the highest, he has to be over or close to that $32 million a year mark. Okay, cool. I'm fine with that. Let's pay him $32 million a year. Let's do it. <laughs> and Drew said you have to pay JJ. No way around it. You got that, Drew. And Drew, your quarterback looked good yesterday, by the way. Um, he didn't look too bad. <laughs> look too bad. <laughs> um, you're going to beat Tyreek Hill at 30. The only other problem is Nick Bosa is also up for an extension. Nick Bosa wants to be the highest paid non-QB in the league. Nick Bosa is reportedly asking 34 to $35 million APY. That's a lot of money, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Now, the Bosa and the Niners are saying they're about $4 million off. There's a gap there. Okay. Cool. Get it down. Give Bosa 32. Call him good. And then pay Justin 32 and a half. I'm happy. Exactly. Yeah. Simple, simple, right? But life isn't so simple. No. When, of course not. When is it ever so simple? Um. Now, do the Vikings have or have the Vikings, do they have to sign him? What do you think? Justin Jefferson isn't simply the best wide receiver in the NFL. He's the best wide receiver on the planet. He is absolutely the Vikings franchise right now. Okay. Randy Moss had that mantle for a while. Adrian Peterson had that mantle for a while. Obviously, I don't know that there was a franchise player back in the 70s during the Purple People Eater days because they were an incredible line, plus you had Fran Tarkington. Bottom line, there's no discussion here. The only thing the Vikings should be doing is, all right, can we get JJ's agent and Bosa's agent on the phone at the same time and say, guys, we know you both want that one day 
where you can say, I got my client the biggest non-quarterback contract ever. But come on. Here's what's going on right now. Bosa's waiting for JJ, and JJ's waiting for Bosa. Ah, Their agents are, excuse me. Let's just be clear. JJ is willing to sign his deal right now, and I'm sure Nick Bosa is too. And, of course, there's all this negotiating back and forth. and Because, again, each one of them is waiting for the other one to say, okay, now I've got a baseline. and I, Now I know how many millions I have to get another half million on top of so I can take the mantle. We'll see what happens. But to answer your question, is there an upper limit to where at that point it's too much? Yes. 35 is not that upper limit. I wouldn't want to pay him $40 million because I think that's that's too high. But if it's 35 to 36, yeah, you do it. if I can talk it. you into $40 million and give you a reason why? I would do it. Don't get me wrong. Would I do it? Yes. But now you're 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 right up to that. Okay. Uh, oh, right. boy. Let but me go talk ahead. to Roy. First off, the Vikings don't have to sign him before week one. They don't have to true. sign him. That's very extension. true. We still have time. We have control for him for two years, right? And it's he will pay him his two point four million dollar salary this year, and then next year it'll be nineteen point seven, and then the two years after that we can slap tags on him. And it'll mm. still be cheaper than probably what he get his extension for. But we don't want to do that because we want to take care of our players and we want to be we want the Minnesota Vikings to be a destination spot for players. They obviously do that because they spend enough money on it. They got the facilities. They bring in the people. They do the food. They do the chefs. They do everything right to health so that they can take care of their players and that everybody wants to come to Minnesota and play so we can get the best talent in. So they're not going to play the hardball deal where we're, we've got basically control of you for the next four years, whether you like yeah. it or not. Right, and no, we can save money that way. Terrible. Just right. like with TJ Hawkinson, they could have said, you're going to play this year, and next year we're going to throw the tag on you, whether you like it or not. And by the way, if they would have done that, we they would have had to spend more money than they did right now with that extension. Mm-hmm. We didn't get into that, but that was a good deal. Yes, David Chains, Alan Page was awesome back in the day. MVP. Yeah. Now, the way they might talk J.J., or J.J. might talk them into a 40-year deal. All right. I wrote down here, what are the sticking points? You named the big one. Agent for Joey Bosa saying, my guy's going to be the top paid. He's waiting on J.J. to get paid so he can bump his up. J.J.'s agent saying, my guy's going to be the top paid. I'm waiting on Bosa's agent. Right? So they get paid, and then I get to bump them up. So they're, they're waiting on each two. Which is bullshit. You wish you could take both their heads and go smash. Let's get this done. Right. That's one of the problems. The other major problem is the length of the contract. Because JJ is young, the Vikings want at least a five year deal, right? If not six or more. And I would love to see six or more. Oh, absolutely. To lock him in. JJ is saying, no, I'm taking three max because I want to come back out and be available to get a second ginormous payday. Well, if he gets three, you're only paying him just barely above whatever Joey Bosa gets. 
and calling it good. But if you go, all right, Brzezinski gets down with his guys and goes, all right, we don't care what Bosa's going to do because they're not going to match this. There's no way. For that long-term deal that takes capflation into consideration, we'll offer you $40 million APY right now, signing on right here for at least six years. Does he take it? I don't know that he would. I definitely agree with you that I would do that deal in mm-hmm. a heartbeat. Aside from That's the fact a lot of money. that, well, <laughs> a it is it, well, <laughs> a quarter, quarter of a billion dollars. Yeah, I would do that deal because it gives you the one thing you never had with Kirk Cousins in his contract, regardless of how much of. JJ's is guaranteed. It gives you the flexibility that, say, a Patrick Mahomes with his 10-year deal does where you've got years to push money down the road, and it's not just offering him void years to push money down the road. It's actually just moving it into another year where you're under contract. So mm-hmm. if they went six years, $40 million, yeah, I would do that. Now, would I do three years at $40 million? Ooh, That's where I was saying earlier. Oh, boy. No, that's, that's where you're getting the, right. the battle of so, yes, Bosa. For six years? For six years? Absolutely. But if he only wants three, I would say 35 would be my limit, or maybe I'd get you to 37 if you get it to four years, something like that. Right. But, but I would you- use that as a negotiation tactic. And I think hopefully Rob Brzezinski's thought of this. And I'm sure, yeah. and there And they've already... Propose this, but don't be surprised if you see some super astronomical number because there's no way Bozo's going to get that much money. Um, he doesn't, it's not going to happen. JJ could, but it's got to be tied to longevity of the contract, mm-hmm. is how I see that playing out. Otherwise, they're going to be right about the same and it'll be a three year contract so he can hit it again. But and to will your we find point out earlier. by Saturday, end of day Saturday, I hope so. Mm-hmm. I hope so. But to your point earlier about where you were talking about TJ Hawkinson and, um, hey, if you don't sign this deal, we'll franchise you next year. Nick Bosa is one year ahead of JJ. He's in the same class as TJ Hawkinson, where right now he is on his fifth-year option, whereas JJ is still on year four of his rookie contract and has his fifth-year option next year. So to your point, Nick Bosa is in a more desperate uh, situation, so to speak, from a timing standpoint, because like you said, if JJ doesn't get done, he's still got two years before right, the get franchise it done next year. Yeah, right. There, you want to get it done because you want JJ to be happy. You want to know how much he's going to cost you. And oh, by the way, you also want to lock in on this year's rates because if you're talking about forty million over six years, assuming you don't finagle the salary cap and make moves where you have to move money around, six years from now, forty million for JJ is going to be a steal. Kind of like what we were talking about, TJ Hawkinson TJ. earlier. Uh-huh. You know what? You can look at those numbers and say nineteen and twenty million on the last two years. Well, yeah, but that's three years from now, where the salary cap will be three hundred million, and all of a sudden, to your point, percentage of the salary cap will remain the same. So, yeah, I would do either one of those deals. I would do I'll either one down. of those at, yeah. because it's not going to go down. And what I like about Justin Jefferson, and I said this a, a, about a month ago, is. He's not Stefan Diggs. He's not Randy Moss. He's not a diva wide receiver. 
I loved when he got to camp, even though he didn't do the voluntary portion, whatever, I don't care. When they asked the question, he shut it down immediately. He said, I'm here to play football. I'm here to help this team win games and win a Super Bowl. The contract will play itself out. That's with my agent. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Bravo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's leadership. And he's That's leadership. focused on it on the field. I mean, you yes. see him practicing like it's, you know, it's everything he has to do has going towards winning that Super Bowl. He mm-hmm. looks better this year. He's not yeah. waiting on anything. And he didn't do the, oh, I've got an earache. <laughs> not oh. in fairness, like we just said. But in fairness, JJ's a year behind TJ and Bosa. Right. So we have to, you know, keep that in mind as well. But I remember Judd Zalgad saying when he was out there watching practice that Judd's like, I almost want to go up to Justin and say, dude, slow down. This isn't the NFC championship game. This is August. You don't need to be going that crazy. But that's who he is. That is who he is. Um, he's the unquestioned leader of this team. And again, I, I don't mean to be uh, to have that come across as a slate to uh, the quarterback, but he is the leader of this team. He is the franchise player. He is the Kevin Garnett. Now, I no. don't, my worthless opinion, I don't think that's the case. No. I think he wants to remain a Viking. I Here's the thing, he- Worthless. That's a good point to ask. It's a good point to ask, though. Part of the NFL and their collective bargaining agreement having a hard salary cap means that the advantages that big markets have in other sports like baseball – for example, that has no salary cap. There is a reason why in baseball, the large market teams are in the in the hunt year in and year out, and smaller market teams have pop-up seasons once or twice a decade. And when a team like the Kansas City Royals wins the World Series, wow, a small market team actually won the World Series. In the NFL, if they didn't have a salary cap, small Green Bay could not survive in a non-salary capped league. Mm-hmm. So Every team in the NFL has the same amount of money to play with. I saw some comments earlier about ticket prices going up. That's going to happen regardless of JJ signing his deal or not, right. because everybody plays by the same rule book, so to speak. Yeah, so and it's a good question, though, but inflation. no, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the, the one thing that big market teams can offer versus smaller market teams is off-field advertising sure. possibilities. More of that. Sure. But that's it. But big market teams also come generally with more hard ass media and media. fan bases. They'll mm-hmm. tear your butt up in a heartbeat. They don't care. You produce or you're done. And we'll a lot see. of players can't handle that heat. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how well Aaron Rodgers does with the New York media <laughs> as compared to the Green Bay media. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all duckies and bunnies right now. But come next Sunday, who, <laughs> I, I should look at. Do you remember who do they play next? Who do they play week one? Who do the Jets play? I don't remember. It's, it's look a, that I want to say maybe like Buffalo or something. Let's see. The point is, is that if the Jets don't win that first game, whoever oh, yeah. they're playing, I, <laughs> we'll see how Aaron Rodgers loves the New York media as opposed to the Green Bay media here. Again, didn't want to go down uh, too much of that road, but to to, to Worthless's uh, a question about bigger markets and that what? Oh, yeah, they play the Monday night football game against the Bills. Yeah. That's right. That's okay. Yeah. So 
And yeah, they may we'll lose. see if the Bills win that game. How uh, how Aaron Rodgers is turning up the the media questions? Then we'll see. But anyway, from big market teams to small market teams everywhere, it does not matter in this league. You know why? If you wish to go to the game of your choice, the week one game of your choice, I'm going to tell you how. Fans First Sports Network is giving away four free tickets valued up to $5,000 for the game of your choice. This podcast is being published on September 4th. This is the deadline. Today is it. You must go over to contest.fansfirstsports.com and fill out the appropriate information. Once you've done that, you've been officially entered at a chance to win four free tickets to a week one game of your choice. And for Vikings fans, of course, that's at U.S. Bank Stadium versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And who knows? You could win it. And at up to $5,000 worth of tickets, those are primo seats, folks. Again, go over to contest.fansfirstsports.com and fill out the information. And good luck. You could be the winner of that. And I hope you are. So, go Vikings. Make sure you go over there, pause the show, go do it, and then come back, and we're going to talk about the NFC North. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Now, on to theme four, because I told you, uh, everybody, it's going to be a longer show today. I'm taking this from Darren. He has a section called Quick Hitters. We're going to go over a few quick hitters. First one, NFC North is always an interesting division to watch. As the 2023 season approaches us, coming here on Sunday, actually on Thursday for the NFC North, there are many talking points and questions we can explore. How dominant will the NFC North fare against the rest of the NFC this season? Will the NFC North be one of the stronger divisions in the NFC? Now, the NFC as a whole is considered rather weak. But there are few favorites, i.e. the Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers. But how will the North be viewed? Do you think they can be a dominant force amongst the NFC? Because we think the South is going to suck 
the West only has the Niners. You might throw in the Seahawks, but the Rams are going to suck. And we talk about the Cardinals tanking, <laughs> you know. And in the East, you have the Eagles. You got the Cowboys who could pop up because they've got the Dak version of Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Redskins maybe. The Giants, really? They're not playing against the Donichel defense this year. I was about to say, where's Donichel, Coach? <laughs> I'm That'll so... determine how the New York Giants fare this season. How anyway. do you think, Justin, the NFC North is going to, when we get to the end of the season, how is the NFC North going to be looked at as a division within the NFC? Well, throw out the AFC. AFC is stacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But within the NFC, how's the NFC North going to look to you? I'll just go in reverse order. I agree. The NFC South might be the worst division in football. So they're going to get a team into the playoff dance simply because they won their division. I'm going to put the NFC North as the third best division. I am going to put the East number one. I mean, that's pretty obvious. I'm going to take the conglomerate of San Francisco and Seattle over Minnesota and Detroit. I don't think Green Bay – I think Green Bay is going to win six games or fewer. I really do. Lightning rarely strikes twice. It's certainly not going to strike three times. Jordan Love is mediocre at best. What's up, Duncan? Um, And I think the Bears are a year or two away. I think the Vikings and Lions are both going to be contenders for the playoffs. I think the Vikings are going to win this division. I can see the Lions squeaking in as a wild card. So I think Dallas is going to get in as a wild card. I think Seattle and Detroit are going to be the other two wild cards. So it really comes down to, to answer your question, how will they fare? Some would argue that maybe the Vikings can pass San Francisco if Brock Purdy's injury lingers or if the league starts to figure him out and he was on an influential run last year, but it was a one-hit wonder. But right now, I would say the North slightly at the three spot below the West because both of those divisions have two teams that are absolutely awful. Um, and they, we all have a tough schedule. You know, everyone wants to talk about first place schedule versus last place schedule. It only differs by three games. Right. The rest of the NFC North is still going to face Kansas City and the AFC West. It's not like the Vikings are the only team facing Kansas City this year. All four of us are. Same thing with the NFC South. We're all going to face that garbage division. Um, And then obviously we face each other. So that's 14 of your 17 games. Yes, the Vikings, of course, have a harder time because we have to play San Francisco, Cincinnati, and Philadelphia versus the rest of the teams playing uh, Mm -hmm. the lesser teams in those divisions. But I think this this division will be a solid division, but I'm still going to put it third out of four, but barely third out of four. I think it's close between second and three. Well, Vegas has... They have the Detroit Lions favored at nine and a half wins, which I think, okay, fine. They have a second at eight and a half, which I think they're completely wrong. I would take the over yes, if I was I would too. wagering. Yes. Because like I said, I think this offense can produce 30 plus points a game. And if we score 30 plus points a game, we're winning more than nine games. Easy. Um, I think we're in the 10 to 12 range. They have the Bears at 7.5, and they have the Packers at 7.5. So, now, the question is, there's all the hype and love fest about Detroit. 
Oh, Detroit. Uh, it's been so long. They're finally getting it. They, they won all those games at the end of the season last year. What a story it is. Oh, they're going to win the division. Yes. And uh, as I talked about on uh, the FFS, FFSN NFC North podcast, which debuts Tuesday morning, <laughs> I go, hey, June's the guy that runs the Detroit Lions. Sure. I said, hey, June, when was the last time the Lions won the division? And he goes, oh, wasn't that under uh, Barry Sanders or uh, Megatron? I said, "Mm -mm. last time they won the division was when we were the NFC Central and Tampa Bay was part of our (laughs) division. He goes, really? I said, yep. Yeah. I said, you've made the playoffs since then. Rarely. Yes. But you have not won the division since then. He's like, oh. and he's not—he's not one of those Lions fans. He's—he—he he comes to it more realistically than most, you know, podcasters. Right? Sure. I tend to give it a you know purple tint to some of my commentary. I try to be realistic, but I sometimes give it a purple tint. And he's like. Eh. <laughs> He goes, he wouldn't take the bet that they're going to win nine and a half or favored no. by nine and a half. He goes, ah, we'll see. <laughs> I said, yeah. I go, they could. And the Viking could still beat them for the division championship, which I suspect. I hope they do. And then we got to, of course, Green Bay. Green Bay was favored at seven and a half. And believe it or not, the guy that covers Green Bay is like, hey, I'd be happy if they won that many. He goes, I don't know. Love's a question mark. I said, yeah, love is a question mark. I hope you win that many. He goes, you do? Mm-hmm. I said, yes, because I don't want you drafting at the top of the round next exactly. year. Exactly. That's why I said I want him to win six. You know, just enough to keep you mediocre. You know, uh-huh. just enough for you to say to yourselves, okay, did Jordan Love show us that he doesn't have it, or do we need to give him another year or two to really answer the question? Because if you win three games, if you're the Packers, you know Jordan Love's not it. Mm-hmm. If you win eight games, okay, you're thinking to yourself, we might have something here. So like I said, mm-hmm. give him six. Give him six or seven. Yeah, and um, I, I'd even go with eight as long as he sits there at that medio, mediocre range where they're mm-hmm. fighting just like Chicago. Justin Fields is so good. Look at him run. Yeah. Ah, he's a great running back. I agree. He's a quarterback, Dave. Well, how's this throwing? Oh, it's getting better. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I got to <laughs> notice they him. haven't committed to him beyond this year. Yeah. I have said that I would have liked if the if remember Rick Spielman was in was interested in Justin Fields. I I think Justin Fields isn't as bad as he has appeared to be. I don't think he's anywhere close to the level of the hype that he's getting right now, but he hasn't had a whole lot of infrastructure around him. And yeah, if you put him on the Vikings with KOC, with Jefferson and Addison and company, I think he would have something as it stands right now. I found it hilarious that Dan Orlovsky out of ESPN, that knucklehead that ran out of the back of the end zone in 2008 when Jared Allen was chasing him down, 
wanted to throw gushing praises at that first preseason game where Justin Fields threw for 129 yards and three touchdowns on three screen passes where he threw the ball a total of seven yards past the line of scrimmage. That's the same Dan Orlovsky that ripped Kirk Cousins during the 33-point comeback against the Colts last year when he tweeted out, oh, nothing like Kirk Cousins being just average during the greatest comeback of all time. Like, dude threw (laughs) how many touchdowns? Okay, that touchdown to Justin Jefferson, that touchdown to Adam Thielen, that touchdown to K.J. Osborne, and the touchdown to Dalvin Cook. Oh, so you're going to downplay Kirk's performance because the game-tying touchdown was a screen pass. Okay, how many screen passes have gone for touchdowns? All of a sudden, the quarterback gets no credit. I'm not saying throw him a bouquet because he threw a quick pass to Dalvin Cook and Dalvin Cook did the rest. That's fine, but be consistent with your evaluation. You're going to blow smoke up Justin Fields' rear end about a preseason game Mm -hmm. when you downplayed what Kirk Cousins did in the second half against the Colts. I know the Colts were a bad team. I was at that game. It was me and my daughter. It was my daughter's first game that I ever took her to. It was a great after. Well, it was a great second half. The first half was utterly <laughs> abysmal, as we all know. I've said this before. I, if she hadn't been there, I might have considered leaving. It was that oh, bad. And I don't leave. Left. Oh, Jump yes. Left. A couple right next to us. Uh, <laughs> a couple mm-hmm. right next to us left at the two-minute warning of the second quarter. But anyway, all I'm going to say about the Lions and the Packers is you're going to have to show – and the Bears, you're going to have to show me something first. You're going to have to show me something. I We talked off air where it's like a golfer who through his first nine holes shoots eight over par and is completely out of the game, is completely out of the tournament. But on the back nine, he shoots seven under. Oh, wow. What a nice second half of the round. Yeah, because there's no pressure on you anymore. Right. When there was pressure on you in the first nine holes of your round, you sucked. Now that there's no pressure, you were fine. Yes, 13 total air yards, Mateo. Thank you. And I, I would like to remind folks. Yes, Bob, you're right. Judd did leave at halftime. That, that was hilarious. And he regretted uh, it. Yes. It reminds me of the 2020 Minnesota Vikings season. That was the COVID year. We started off one and five. We had our bye week. And the next week after that, we played Green Bay. And the following week was the trade deadline. And I said, you, you should probably trade off your pieces that are free agents like Kyle Rudolph and um riley reef etc no 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 no. we don't do that we're gonna fight to the end hey we went six and four in those last 10 games and got to seven and bleeping nine whoop de ding dong what we do the next year did we continue that six and four no we went eight and nine the next year so detroit great you had a great second half of your season after starting one and seven that's all well and good but you got to show us that you're going to continue that momentum before we're just going to crown you the Kings of the North. So no, the Vikings are going to win this division. I think Detroit has a very good chance of being a wild card team. I, I, I I'll give them that, mm-hmm. but the amount of over the top praise that all the, oh, the Lions are going to win this division easily. The Vikings are going to go back to a seven win team because they can't have that much luck. Stop. Stop. I, I think it's just because it's different and it's new. I mean, when has the national football press gone? Ooh, the fight, the lions might be there. They might contend. I mean, it's been decades. That's all. That's just, it's new. There's a whole group. There's a whole generation of fans. That's true. The lions winning a division, (laughs) division. literally, quite literally. 
1991 was the last time the the Lions won a division. It's also the last time the Minnesota Twins won a World Series. Okay. (laughs) So, I mean, that's all well and good, but, you know, that's fine. I'm glad we have both of our games late in the season. So it won't be the, oh, you caught us in week three where we hadn't put it all together. Everybody will have everything put together. The Vikings defense will be put together. Whatever the Lions are going to be is going to put together. And guess what? Uh, we're going to have two games in the last three against them, and it'll be put up or shut up time then. So now, speaking of the schedule, yeah. One last bit on the NFC North. Week one, the oh, yes. Packers played the Bears. And I can't wait to see that game, how that turns out. Because I very, and it's at uh, 325. So yes, it's after our game. game and then roll yes. into that game and boo both sides of the team, both sides of that field. I can't wait. My favorite team is the Vikings. My second favorite team is whoever's playing the Packers. My third favorite team is whoever's playing the Bears. So when they play, <laughs> it puts you into conflict. But here's what's, here's what's beautiful as a Vikings fan is no matter what the result is, it's going to be glorious. It's also going to be because, again, if the Packers win that game, all this talk from Bears fans about how Aaron Rodgers is gone and you don't own us anymore. If Jordan Love comes in and beats the Bears in week one, I believe it's in Chicago, if I recall correctly. It is in Somebody Chicago. Confirm that. If Jordan Love comes into the Bears house week one and beats them, oh my gosh, it will be gloriously delicious and all them Bears fans will go back into hibernation. Now, on the flip side, if the Bears win, okay, we like seeing the Packers lose, but then those Bears fans will be insufferable. Packer fans will be insufferable one way or the other. doesn't really matter if they win or lose, but yeah, it's going to be one of those games where it's just like anytime the Bears and the Packers play, it's like anytime Jordan Love throws an interception, I'll get I'll get joy out of it, but then I'll be like, well, the, the Bears did something good. And then if Jordan Love throws in or uh, Justin Fields throws an interception, I'll be like, ha oh, wait, the Packers did something good. Yeah. So it's always putting you in conflict that way. But yes, we'll do the post game show and it'll be about halftime by the time we're done and we'll, we'll get to catch the rest of that game. <laughs> now we're moving on to quick hitters. Yes, and this quick is hitters. real quick. The Vikings named their team captains this week. Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Brian O'Neill. Daniil Hunter, Harrison Smith, Jordan Hicks, Josh Metellus, CJ Ham. And are any surprises to you? No, I think they got it right. I was a little irritated last year when Jefferson didn't, but at the same time, I get it. You know, still kind of a younger guy, but no, I think they got I think they got it right. You've got the veterans, you've got the superstars, you've got the team lead, like you said, CJ Ham. I mean, and again, these are voted on by the players. So, yeah, I th- I think they got it right uh, this year. I have no complaints uh, whatsoever with the team captains. I think they did a, a very solid job voting. I did too. Anybody in the remarks think otherwise? Pipe up. We'll let you know. Um, but that brings us to what's happening this week. Vikings first in skull. Tomorrow is Monday, so that means we have the real Forno show. At 6 o'clock Central, live on the Vikings First and Skull YouTube page. Tuesday, we have on the podcast breakdown, I alluded to, we're doing an NFC-centric, NFC North-centric podcast 
And we'll plan on doing this weekly. We'll plan on having it out at the end of the week. But this was the first one. It'll come out Tuesday morning, and you'll hear four of us from each of the NFC teams talking about the team and giving you a quick preview. And it'll be out Tuesday morning on your favorite podcast aggregator. You can only get it via podcast. Wednesday, we have the Real Forno Show again at 6 o'clock Central. Now, I suspect he'll be looking forward at the Bucks game at that point in time. So, we'll see on that. Then we have Thursday. What do we have Thursday, Justin? Oh, Thursday. That's not a normal day for Vikings first and skull. No, it's not. What? It's week one, lid lifter. Vikings first and skull, 6 o'clock central time, so the normal time slot. Vikings first and skull super show, where the real Forno show and Dave and I will have a show leading you into the Thursday night game, the lid lifter uh, between the Lions and the Chiefs. So, yes, I'll be back on Thursday with you guys. We'll do a season preview. Maybe we'll go through the schedule one more time, what Mm -hmm. we're looking for, all those sorts of things. But, yes, special episode Thursday on Vikings First and Scold, 6 p.m. Central Time. And then on Saturday, we'll have two old bloggers at 4 o'clock Central, and it'll be me and Darren. And I'll give you a quick Darren update. Yes. Darren is still evacuated. He's right now in British Columbia. He's going back to Alberta. Come Thursday, they are lifting the evacuation notice on, I think it's Wednesday or Thursday. He has to be back up in Yellowknife on Friday, That and he's going to be traveling. That's why he can't make the lid lifter on Thursday night. He'll be back. He's got to be back up in Yellowknife on Friday, and so he'll be in place for Saturday's show. And believe me, I've been haranguing him. He knows he misses it, too. Um <laughs> But the big fire that was to the west, and I've shown you guys the map, that has finally been put in control as of about two days ago. I think they finally got the last of the hot spots under control. It's in control, so they're going to be lifting the evacuation order. It's the one that consumed, went over the highway. They've got the highway, or they're working on getting it repaired so everybody can come back in. Hopefully there's very minimal damage in the city because the city didn't take a direct hit, thankfully. Thoughts and prayers helped. And so he will be back on Saturday. Now, but that's just Vikings first and Skull. What have we got coming up on Purple and Gold for days? Well, we are actually going to get into our weekly schedule. Monday night, 8 p.m., Skull for Days is the name of my show. During the regular season, it might be 8.15. I'm kind of playing it by ear as to do I want to start at the two-minute warning of the Monday night football game or am I just going to go at 8 o'clock? But bottom line, we're just going to say 8 o'clock p.m. All of these are central times. Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. central time. I have a live show, which is a simulcast with my compatriot Dave from Minnesota Sports Talk. The show is called Under the Lights. On that show, we have a wide variety. Sometimes it's just me and Dave arguing about Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Okay. Who's going to be there? So, <laughs> don't know yet. I haven't talked to him about it. I know. But sometimes, oh, you do? Yes, I do. Oh, who's going to be there? Oh, are you going to be there, Dave? Okay, all right. Enough with a bit. But in all seriousness, <laughs> jokes aside, 
We have other Vikings content creators on at times. We've had former Viking players, legends. We've had Paul Krause. We've twice had the spin doctor, Chuck Foreman. Um, mm-hmm. and we also had Viking puncher emeritus Greg Coleman, who was also the sideline reporter for many years. He, he, he would have gone for four hours if we didn't cut. I mean, he was just a delight to interview. So sometimes former Viking players, sometimes other Viking content creators, and sometimes content creators of the upcoming opponents uh, will sometimes appear on that show. So Tuesday nights, 630 to 7.30 Central Time. Sunday, game day, 11 o'clock Central, Purple and Skull preview show. I will be doing a live episode previewing the game. I will also be doing a simulcast with rap from Purple Pocket Podcast at 8 p.m. Central, Sunday nights. So I do four lives a week. I also do contributions to the Vikings First in Skull podcast feed. I do two episodes a week particularly the one that'll drop on Friday or Saturday is an exclusive. So it is not a cut up from my episodes or my lives on YouTube. So again, that will only be available on the podcast feed there as well. So to quickly recap Monday nights, ladies and gentlemen, you got the double header Vikings first and skull at six purple and gold for days at eight Tuesday, purple and gold for days at six 30 Wednesday Vikings first and skull at six. And then, like I said, uh, Saturday, two old bloggers going to the in-season time slots. And then mm-hmm. Sunday, I got two. And we forgot, Dave. Two-minute warning of every Vikings game on Vikings First and Skull. Our you, post-game you, show. You, and you know what you it's called? The two-minute warning? Live at the two-minute warning. Live at the two-minute warning. And for those who have asked me, uh, now that Dave and I have hammered out the details, I will be on select uh, Vikings first and skull two minute warning post game shows. I won't be on all of them due to my scheduling. Uh, what I can say is I'll definitely be there uh, week one and I will definitely be there for all the primetime games because rap and I are not going to do a post game show on prime times because he's got other obligations as well. Um, as far as the rest of the Sundays, it'll kind of depend on, you know, when I have my daughter and other daddy responsibilities. So, uh, as much as I would love to say, yes, I will be there every single week. You, you get, you got to plan life around it there too. But, and that's okay because yeah. we're going to have Tyler and we're going to have Darren as well. And who knows? We may pick up a guest here or there. Who knows? We'll, we'll see how that rolls along, but it will always be live at the two minute warning. Beautiful marketing, Dave. Absolutely beautiful. Hey, it works. <laughs> Everybody was naming it. We've been talking about it all offseason. Mm-hmm. Wondering what we're going to name it. Everybody's remember Vikings versus Skull live at the two minute warning. So hey, guess what? It wrote the name itself. Of the show is live at the two minute warning. And I'll give you guys a sneak preview. Uh, spoiler alert! Not spoiler. Um, no Skull for life. I'm not. <laughs> Hit the rewind button. <laughs> uh, the th- the uh, the thumbnail for the shows. Dave showed me, and uh, it's bomb. I'm just going to (laughs) say it's bomb. Uh, That being said, tomorrow night, because it is Labor Day, I don't know if I'm going to go live tomorrow night or if I'm going to record ahead of time and premiere it. There will be content tomorrow, but I don't know if it'll be live. And I need to warn everybody, Tyler's not sure if he's going live tomorrow night as well. So I'm trying to convince him I don't care about this as a holiday. I shouldn't say I don't care about holidays. I do care about holidays. But I care more about Vikings, so I'm always <laughs> willing to talk. So it, it's um, but we'll fi- we'll have something tomorrow. Trust yes. me. Yes. What's up, Vikings game? But just so everybody knows, I might go live depending on if I get back home from 
uh, the barbecue I'm going to be at with my parents. But I've got some pre-record. I'll just ribs, give spoiler baby. alert. Barbecue uh, ribs. Yeah. Oh. Don't make me hungry now, Dave. I got 24 hours before I get to eat this stuff. Um, for those of you who have subscribed to my channel, you've seen my episode, uh, The Curmudgeon and the Punk, where I do uh, the dueling identities, the identity crisis, the the good versus evil, the light side versus the dark side. Episode two, uh, redoing it. Curmudgeon. The optimist and the <laughs> optimist, pessimist, curmudgeon, punk, whatever. I've already got that uh, lined up. So if I don't go live, I'll just premiere that episode during the time slot. But if I get back in time, I'll go live and then I'll just premiere that episode the next day. So if you haven't already subscribed to Vikings First is Gold on the podcast, Dave said it a million times, but that's very, very important. It's very, very helpful to us because even if you are somebody that comes to the YouTube page and consumes the live, there's other content there that you can't get. And if you've already consumed the episode after it downloads, just say, oh, played because I already heard it. That helps yep. us tremendously. Mm-hmm. And put in a when it comes to the podcast side, put in a review. We don't. We have very few reviews. We'd love some. Oh yes, it helps. leave us a review, please. Now, I don't ask you guys for a whole lot at all. I, I haven't asked you for money. I haven't asked you. The only thing I basically asked everybody for is like, subscribes, ring the bell, share with your friends, especially your Packers friends, just to piss them off. Right? <laughs> um, that's about it. But I've got one thing I need to ask you all today if you haven't seen a picture of this beautiful woman this is miss mary fisk miss mary fisk right now has been in the hospital for the last four days or so i'm asking for your thoughts and prayers right now at this very moment she's in a mri machine trying to figure out what the heck's going wrong with her I believe she's 79 years old, and for a 79-year-old, she's hot, you know. But we all want one before we die. We She has been avid about that. She has been avid about supporting what we call Vikings land or what I call Vikings land, whether it be Justin's show, whether it be Dave's show, whether it be our shows, whether it be... Um, Yogi shows or whomever. She's been there. She's been the matriarch of Vikings land. But I just want you to know she is in the hospital, has been for the last few days. Please, please keep her in your thoughts and prayers that she can be with us to cheer on our first ever Super Bowl. And she told me, she sent me a message prior to going into the MRI. She was going to think about being at the Super Bowl parade in February. In Minnesota, she wanted us all there to be there. So hopefully they figure out what in the heck's wrong with her and they get it fixed and she can do that. Like I said, I don't ask you for a whole lot, but I am asking you for this. Thank you all very much. And Mary, if you're watching this back later after you get out of the machine, I sent you a message, but I did get those packages that you sent me and they're ready to go for next Saturday. Thank you so much for donating uh to that i know jj in particular for his portion of that will be beyond humbled and excited um i figured once you didn't answer my messages that there was something and thank you dave for confirming what i had thought but for anybody who's been in this chat on this podcast on this show 
or on mine or any of the others that Dave mentioned, you know, Mary is always there and is a stalwart. And I'll be honest with you, when you were in the utter iteration before it was first in scold, I always saw her there before I ever started it. And and I told this to Mary because I've I've chatted with her offline. I said, the first time you finally showed up in my channel and said, hi, Justin, I, I just heard about you. And I was just like, okay, that's Mary. The Mary that is with Dave and Tyler. Like, I appreciate absolutely everybody. And, 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 and David said this too. Having you guys in that chat, putting in your comments, responding to us, throwing jokes, all of that stuff means the world to us. But if you've ever interacted with Mary, you know that she is one of the sweetest uh, human beings, one of the sweetest. I, I refer to Dave as Grandpa Dave. We refer to Mary as Grandma Mary because uh, it's, it's that respect. It's that she's the matriarch of yes. Vikings land. Yes. Without, a doubt. without question. Without question. So hopefully this last couple of minutes ends up being, hey, next week. Hey, guys, everything's good. Hoping for the best. Wishing you nothing but the best, Mary. We love you and good luck and reach out uh, when you can. Mm-hmm. And with that, we're going to end the show. <laughs> hey, Sarah. Yeah, I know, Sarah. It feels that way. Hopefully, she'll pull through, and the doctors will figure out what the heck it is and get it fixed so that she can watch the Vikings go all the way to the Super Bowl. Baby! With that, can I get one more in before you go? Yeah, go ahead. If you are in the Twin Cities area, next Saturday afternoon from 5 to 9 p.m. at the Northeast Palace in Minneapolis, it is the inaugural Skull Fest. What the heck is Skull Fest? It's like Oktoberfest. Myself at Purple and Gold for Days. <laughs> Rap, Dave from Minnesota Sports Talk, GG, Yogi, SK, all of us content creators decided, you know what? Half of us are going to be in town for the week one opener. Let's see if we can find a spot to have a gathering of all these Vikings fans. So we're calling it Skull Fest, Northeast Palace, Minneapolis. Go to Eventbrite and just type in Skull Fest. It's the only thing with the word skull in it on the site, so it's real easy to find. There's no cover charge. We'll have a live DJ. We're going to do uh, a show for about an hour or so within that time slot, but it is just a gathering of Vikings fans. I know a lot of the people that are in the chat are already going to be there. If you are able to and you're in the Twin Cities area again, Skull Fest, Northeast Palace in Minneapolis from 5 to 9, Saturday night, getting you ready for week one against Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. If you That's can make right. it, come on out. And no if you want a badass t shirt for it, contact Sarah. She's making yes. some sweet ones. But hey, who knows? I may even make an appearance via over whatever show they do. I won't be there in person. I wish I could be. God, it sounds like fun. With that, what do we say, Justin? I say skull to the next episode. You say skull leggings. Skull leggings. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell. And rate us on your favorite podcast aggregator. Darren and Dave, thank you for watching this episode of Two Old Bloggers. We look forward to seeing you on every show on the new Vikings First and Skull. You can find our podcast as part of the Fans First Sports Network. Sports takes for the fan from the fan. Skull, everybody. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This has been a Vikings First and Skull production. Part of the Fans First Sports Network.